to do a, oh, change the background. Yeah. Oh, wait, uh, choose virtual background. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's because I have a really, I have an old computer. I'm just making sure I have one on my phone. <gasps> oh, oh. oh, look at you. I have grass face. Yeah, and now you're the world. <laughs> Duh. This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on authenticity created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season three of the podcast. Hi, I'm Rachel. I prefer cleaning over cooking. My go-to summer 2020 shoe is the classic Tiva sandal with cactuses. And I'm highly entertained by conspiracy theories. Hi, I'm Janella. I almost killed my Tinder date in the woods. My toes don't fit into Vibrams, and I laugh when I'm in pain. Hi, I am Preston. Um... Fun facts, on my very first date, my car stalled um, on me and I was stuck on a highway. Um, my name actually, Preston, means priest town and I don't like candy that much. And we are your host of the True North Collective podcast. Whoa, wait, is that actually your background or is that a photo? Heck no, it's a photo. You thought this was my background? Oh, hey, no, well no, read. no, that would be wild. Here, I'll show you what I'm actually, <laughs> see, let me, let me choose none. This is my actual yeah. background. Oh, those are nice colored doors though. Yeah, yeah. just two doors. Yeah. Those are nice colored doors. <laughs> yeah, if I if I had it open, you'd see like our composite, already mm. composite, and then this big. I'll show y'all just for fun. <laughs> Give us the room tour. Welcome yeah. to MTV Cribs. Like a big old like fish over there. Oh yeah, dude! I got one of those. Yeah. Yeah, mine's from my That's grandma though. She so my grandma was a big fisherwoman, and she I think they were in the Gulf of Mexico. And they were on a boat, deep sea fishing. She caught a tarpon and the line snapped and she caught it with her hand and she fought the fish wow. and like, and got it in. And then they eventually stuffed it. And that mm. was a gift for me like um, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I like, how big is that thing? Uh, almost four feet. Yeah. It's gigantic. It probably too large. Dude, can you imagine cat, like holding a uh, line, like not the pole, a line no. with your hand? Yeah, that's that, insane. That's, that's hard. Yeah, she's that's a painful. beast. Yeah, Wisconsin. Tell you what, you don't have soft hands if you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think she had gloves on. Is what I tell myself. Otherwise, oh yeah, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin. Anyways, yeah, deep, deep Wisconsin roots. We're sturdy yeah. people. This virtual background still just getting. <laughs> is it getting to you? I'm, t- I'm taking. No, it I'll leave it. It's uh, great, but like your your head is down. I'm like you're working so hard. <laughs> For anyone that can't see, Preston's virtual background is a library. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. Now I'm changing to the two doors. Two doors is fine. Two strong colored doors. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so you don't like candy. You know, 
I don't. It doesn't mean I don't like sugary things. I'm not like one of those like, oh, I'm too good for like, you know, sugary stuff. I just would rather have it in the form of like ice cream. Mm. So like specifically cookies and cream ice cream, that is a big weakness of mine. And I also like it in like soda. Ice cream and soda? Just like like Dr. Oh, Pepper. Or sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, we're like yeah. double combining right now. <laughs> Okay, I've literally been on double mute for the last like, I know, five yeah. minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I was going to tell you, I was like, Rachel's trying to talk. Oh <laughs> happening. Uh, video and audio is hard. Hey, girl, hi. Double mute, huh? Yeah. Okay, tell oh. your near-death story, Janelle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, one up to Big Sur. And if you've ever been up to Big Sur, no one gets cell reception up there. And I'm a big fan of all trails, but it definitely screwed us over. I was there on a Tinder date, second date. We went there really early. Like, we, he got here before even 8 in the morning. Drove up there. We got to Big Sur around 9. Started hiking. Having a lovely time. And we went pretty far. And all trails told us that we can make a loop, and it would get us back to our car. And I'm like, cool. So it's supposed to be like a 16-mile loop, get us back to our car. But with no cell service and all trails being wrong, basically we kept following a trail. There wasn't really one. Then we were bushwhacking and you can't, it's been almost two weeks now, but my legs were just like covered in scratches and bruises because we were just like plowing through plants and then we couldn't find the trail. So we had to turn all the way back around and it ended up being 25 miles and he, well, we both ran out of water. He didn't have water before I did because I brought at least brought a gallon and it was getting really bad. Like he was not going to make it out. And he was so sweet though. He's just like, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. I brought you to the woods. You're about to die. We had a drink from a stream because we ran out of water and I didn't have a filter. So I was just telling Rachel, I think I might have Giardia. It like sets in two weeks after you drink dirty water. The second day. Second and the last. <laughs> That's what I, was, I was like, this dude is never gonna talk to me again. Like we were together for 14 hours. <laughs> he almost died. He was just like, oh, but you know, I'm so sorry. Like, but you're doing fine. I was like, okay, you're I mean, you're like the sweetest human in the world. It's like about to pass out. Like, you hike in front of me, and there's like, I mean, there's some steep drop-offs in Big Sur too, where you just like plummet to your death. And I'm like, this dude is going to pass out. He's going to fall off a cliff. Like I don't, even if I get back to my car, like to get cell service, you have to drive another like 30 minutes out of Big Sur minimum. I'm like, we're going to die. I actually kind of thought we were going to like just a little bit, especially him because he was definitely dehydrated. So it was pretty intense. A little too off the grid. I mean, I've done, I hiked Big Sur the weekend before by myself, but it's just that we didn't get the trail that we thought we were going to get. Janelle texted me, I think I have Giardia. And then I was like, you, (laughs) I thought it was a spelling error. Like I thought it was an autocorrect. I was like, you think you have gonorrhea? (laughs) I was like, no. I was like, what the fuck fuck is that? Yeah, so that was the story. He actually, he did talk to me. So I told him we're bonded for life now. 
and we'll be friends. You forever. you almost killed him, but you also saved him. That's so. kind of true. That's like some weird Stockholm syndrome shit. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been the other way around, where he had taken you, I think be... I'd still. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you mean think he's gonna be weirdo? Yeah, it's kind of unfair, but. I don't know. I got him safe. I drove him there. I made sure to text me when you get home. I realize this is weird and we don't know each other, but I'm legitimately concerned for your well-being. I would like to know that I didn't kill you. Thank you. So that was that was fun. But very lovely, very lovely human. Still talked to me afterwards. So yeah, that's that story. Thank you for letting me elaborate because otherwise I just sound creepy. Seriously. <laughs> Joaquin and I were talking about it, and he's like, you sound like the jigsaw of Tinder. <laughs> For <like>, sure. <laughs> I was like, I should just change my description as, like, to, do you want to play a game? <laughs> well, especially because, like, you love ghost stories and, like, <laughs> weird shit like that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you want to go to a date with me? It's going to be fucking weird. Or gonna be intense. <laughs> There's a photo of my webbed feet. <laughs> that too it's not because they're webbed but her toes just don't fit like it just can't get up in there in those vibrams yeah what did you say the what kind of vibrams what are those remember those like five toe vibrams oh yeah i tried to buy a pair in college and <laughs> I, like went to the store and they couldn't get my toes in there to save my life like the <laughs> poor guy that was working there was like, trying to shove my foot god that's so awkward <laughs> it's like, like they're not in there like they're not fitting the that's really awkward why didn't he just let you do it i couldn't get it i was like trying he's like no come on like people's feet fit you're just doing it wrong <laughs> it's like fucking cinderella he's like <laughs> just gotta chop one of his toes off <laughs> oh my God. so needless to say i can't wear vibrams either i think that's not the end of the world that is not. Oh man. Cool. Well, Preston, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. It's gonna be it's gonna be I remember like last time we talked for like how long? It's like so long. Yeah. I got back at like midnight. Well, it's not gonna be that way this time. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, really? Y'all have, like, really got this system down by now. <laughs> Preston's like, fuck, they just invited us back in the podcast. I better block off seven hours for these ladies. <laughs> better get a Red Bull. I mean, you maybe need that too. So <laughs> I honestly kind of thought about getting one because I was like, man, like work has been long today. And I was like, I got to cram in like studying back up and all this like you know, philosophy of religion stuff. And like, I was like, I just got to do a Red Bull. I actually took pre-workout and like just went to town and listened to some podcasts, you know, before this. So, Well, we don't expect you to have all the answers. Yeah, and I don't. Just wherever you are today. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I was really prepared. I no, I had so much fun, but I was like, hold up, guys. We gotta like I gotta be ready to rock. You know? Cause this is about You're to be chill. a long night. 
No. Okay, no, we're legit. It's going to end at nine o'clock our time. Wow. We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, I'm going to introduce you, reintroduce you. September is just around the corner, and so is our next collective. The collective is our monthly community gathering that happens on the first Thursday of every month. In September, that will be September 3rd at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. The topic for September collective is going to be inner child work. We are going to explore how we honor and get to know our inner children. If you're interested in attending the collective, make sure you're signed up for our mailing list and you're following us on social to get the link. Now back to the podcast. I have no idea where you work or anything. Where do you work now? I, I, you know what? You, Does you it not matter? No, Just do whatever I, I want to say. You can ask me a couple questions about where I'm at now. Okay. Okay. So Preston Bowers is an old friend. He was on in season two and um, we decided to bring him back because he went to school for... Um, Religious studies. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. It biblical studies. Religious biblical studies. studies. Yeah. Yeah. And Janelle and I have been talking off and on about how spirituality really plays a part in living your true north. And Preston is one of the first people that I honestly have met in my life who I would like just pick his brain about stuff religious wise. And he was just like a wealth of knowledge. And so I was like, you want to come back on and talk about religion, spirituality, what it looks like today, um, especially because of your story. I found it very fascinating that you, at one point, were not religious at all. In fact, you were atheist, and then you found religion. And so, and I feel like I came from organized religion, and I've actually um, not left it formally, but kind of walked away from organized religion, but I found spirituality. And so there's kind of this really interesting space that feels important to being alive and we just wanted to have an open conversation about it particularly with somebody who has had some formal training in it academically um but beyond that Preston's just a rad dude Canadian right yeah yep. um yeah you're just always game to play so I'm super excited to be able to see you to talk to you again um and to just catch up and talk about religion and spirituality welcome back Thank you. It's going to be a good time. I can already sense it. So, <laughs> oh that pre workout's kicking in. Pre workout. <laughs> no, that was a while ago, y'all. That was at like six o'clock. So, it's kind of worn off. I did go work out. So, okay. So, Preston, why don't you tell us a little bit? I gave my interpretation of your background and why. with the slant or with the emphasis around like the religion piece maybe talk about like where you are today how you got here knowing that that's the conversation we're gonna have how I got here today from yeah Yeah, just like how religion has played a role like you through that lens oh yeah um I definitely think there kind of like you said like I definitely did grow up in like a you know like you said organized religion you know going to church with the family on Sundays um I definitely would have explained it more as like a cultural thing 
of like, hey, this is like where all of our friends are. This is like where our community is. Like a lot of my buddies I go with, like went to church. Um, and I wouldn't say like, I definitely would say I might have at one point like believed in like who Jesus was, but like, but like I never really because of that, like, um wanted to like follow him it's like it's like you know if i knew about buddhism it's like great i know about it but like doesn't mean i like believe it or like doesn't mean i'm gonna follow it i guess it was like kind of the same thing with like christianity for me you know but i had a lot of friends there that i liked that were nice you know that you know liked hanging out with and then it wasn't until like college uh just kind of had like a traumatic experience and um yeah, I just felt like I, you know, I'd like seen like a lot clearer. I don't really know how to explain it necessarily, but it's almost like you just had like an instant like moment of clarity. Um, and I definitely think it was like zealous and I'm not saying I'm like riding on this spiritual high since then. And like, you know, whatever, like you definitely come down from those highs in your life for sure. But I would still say that is like a monumental moment that has shaped um, just the way that, you know, I live my daily life, like comparative to like beforehand, like if you would compare the person I was like beforehand and then now it's like polar opposites. And I do believe people can change for sure. I definitely do believe people can change. Um, cause I like definitely did. Um, and then, yeah, also, so <laughs> The thing, it, honestly, like, I would say, like, growing up in a church, though, like, the the Christianity portion, just because it's the way some people would act in there, like, I would say, like, the more holier-than-thou type of people, you know, that were just, like, very, like, self-righteous and kind of just, like, demeaning to people, you know, like, that really turned me off to religion as a whole, because... <sighs> I don't know. It, it just wasn't, it just didn't seem right um, for somebody to like claim that they were like better than you just because they do X, Y, Z. Um, but then, you know, just kind of like, so then whenever I went to DBU, I was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be these amazing Christian people because they're going to know so much more about the Bible because like, you know, they study it, right? And like, you know, they got to be great Christian people. Well, it's not always the case, <laughs> you know, um, but I did meet a lot of people that like, you know, were definitely solid and, you know, I got there and like being a new Christian, like I never knew, I didn't hardly know anything about the Bible. Like I always make a joke, like all I knew was like Jonah and the whale and that was pretty much it. And, and uh, I was like, man, like everybody else knows so much about this religion because they all grew up in Christian private schools and like they know I mean they could recite probably like 400 verses for you or like the whole book of James or like whatever it is um but I couldn't you know and I was like you know what I'm just kind of like if I really believe in this so much like I might as well just major in it and so I did and um it was definitely a rewarding experience. I definitely think it'd be like the hardest major I could have chosen just because I knew nothing about it. And like, you know, they kind of expected you to be coming from a private school where you would like 
grown up with this your entire life from like kindergarten to high school. And this was kind of just like a refresher for everybody. So like everyone ace Old Testament, New Testament, and I, that's like the beginning courses. I came in and I was like struggle, like struggling big time. And then also learned like, I don't know, I was very ignorant to Buddhism and Hinduism and um, Islam and whatnot. And like found like out that there was a lot more to it than like what I knew is like a cultural thing because I'm going on a lot. This is not really an intro. It's <laughs> okay. This is great. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So I just, I just found that like, you know, there is a big difference between um, kind of the like doctrine and the laws of a religion versus like the, um, the cultural aspect of it. Um, because if you look at like, you know, it's kind of like, um, I guess I, Christianity is probably the easiest example I could give just because, you know, it's pretty big religion here in the States. Um, you know, probably whenever a typical American thinks of a Christian, they probably think of your like Bible belt, like, you know, get drunk on Saturday, wake up early in the morning, go to church, you know, Sunday morning and like, you know, maybe think of like Paula Dean, you know, like very Southern type people, you know, who like use Christianity as like a psychological crunch and then also like an excuse to do whatever the heck they want, you know, and then just be forgiven for all your sins because Jesus sat on the cross, you know, it's like, but then there's like so much more to that. Like if that, if you're a Christian, that's like the depth of like, you know, like you said, like your spirituality, like your understanding of like that religion, like that sucks. <laughs> I feel really bad for that person, you know, um, that they haven't explored their faith a little bit more than, um, you know, what they hear on Sundays. So. So when you went to your first college, what did you study there? Yeah. Uh, I was actually, um, finance over at, um, uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Um, yeah, I was just doing basics there though. So I wouldn't say I really got too much into the finance part of it, except the math, which the math sucked. And, but, at, that, and at that point, were you, would you have called yourself atheist? Not to put you in a box or anything, but. <clears throat> um, you know, honestly, I just think I hadn't explored, honestly, I didn't know enough about the religion I grew up with and or honestly just didn't care but i didn't want people to go oh like oh you're a christian so then like why are you getting drunk and like why are you doing these drugs and like why are you doing this stuff you know so it was more like of a um i just say i was atheist because like i didn't really know and i want to like have to yeah myself you know yeah you're like i don't fit into this mold of what you know it is represented as here and so i don't really know where i fit yeah, I and mean, yeah, so I just kind of, you know, just would totally, if that came up, I just kind of put that on the back burner and not talk about it, you know, um, yeah, and whatnot. I but, mean, it's pretty wild to go from finance major, <clears throat> I guess I'll call myself an atheist, to I'm going to go to DBU and study biblical studies. I mean, that's like a really big leap. Yeah. 
No, it was it was definitely a big um, jump. But like I said, I mean, that was definitely caused by like, you know, a, I would say a different like worldview and mindset um, going in and uh, priorities. I don't know if I really had any priorities at the time, but priorities like definitely changed. And I knew like the life I was living at that point was like not sustainable and like, you know, like I went from like 210 pounds to 160 pounds. And like, I was just like, you know, I, it's just like, you almost felt like you were just kind of, you're like, Oh man, like death is closer than I think it is. You know? Um, you know, and I am not, uh, yeah. And I had a couple friends die in college too. And I was like, you know, and then it gets, it gets you thinking like, okay, well, what happens after this life? You know? Cause like, mine could be over any day. Um, so it really got me thinking, um, for sure. Um, about that. So, yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think death is, I, I was, I, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm really into Duncan Trussell and he has a podcast, Duncan Trussell family hour. And he, I like listening to him because he's very interested in like asking big life questions and like kind of he's interested in all these different philosophies and approaches and considerations. And he, I had a conversation, he has a Buddhist meditation teacher right now. And as they were talking, the Buddhist meditation instructor was, um, was saying that when he was studying like under Ram Dass and stuff back, back in the day, he, somebody in his class said, what is, okay, you've been doing this forever. Like, what's the answer to enlightenment then? Like, what's the one thing I have to do? And, um, or like, what's the one thing, like, what do I need to know? And the, whoever was talking, I don't know who it was said impermanence. And like, that was, that's the thing. That's what, that's the point is to wrestle with impermanence. And he goes on to talk about impermanence and like death is actually life. And there's a lot of things that I've been reading in other areas that aren't necessarily connected to any um, doctrine per se, um, but particularly with um, like Native American folklore and stories, it's always the life death life cycle. It's like a part of everything. And that's a part of life. And there's like a rebirth that needs to happen. And so um, we're talking I about think, like, uh like reincarnation type of thing? Not necessarily. It's just even like the cycles of life, you know, not everything is alive all the time. You know, that's the seasonalities of things. Um, the acknowledgement that sometimes things need to die in order for them to be reborn. And that particularly in the West, we're so afraid of death and we avoid it. Um, even though it, it's something we're never going to be able to avoid. Um, and so we hold on really tightly to stuff that doesn't serve us anymore because we're so afraid of something, you know, dying in order for something else to, to come. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty funny. It's just like, you know, in, uh, in Hinduism, like, I think people that probably didn't know anything about it would look at it and be like, Oh, so like reincarnation is your kind of like psychological crunch of when you die, you're just going to be somebody else or something else. But like in reality, <laughs> Like reincarnation is like something like it is a cycle that they want to like get out of like as fast as possible. Like what is it? Because what does that represent? Well, because, you know, 
the the longer you're i mean would you want to live like five lifetimes to reach enlightenment or like no <laughs> like, like a bliss like a bliss stage or do you want to live a thousand lifetimes to like reach like this like enlightenment bliss um just like a state of just like peace and yeah just like bliss um do you believe that's where we're all headed is the attainment of bliss and enlightenment do you think i don't believe that but that would be what hindu oh, okay here's the deal <laughs> um the when you talk like you know i say hinduism but like they're that's kind of more like an overarching theme but like the amount of different like um different actually it's more like buddhism like the amount of different paths you can take is like there's so many um like to reach that kind of enlightenment you know that like hinduism buddhism kind of talk about um which like theirs is like slightly different and i forget what the differences were i didn't have time like, well but right. buddhism isn't necessarily a religion it's yeah, a no, philosophy sure. it's like, uh, yeah and that's it is in certain yeah um within like certain like walks but um that's a hard topic to talk about <laughs> and it's okay if you don't have an answer um, yeah but no definitely reincarnation would not be something that would be like how they looked upon i i don't i don't believe that for myself but like i think it is funny that people see that as like their kind of cop out to like death and you know you know it is it is interesting um, um when you were doing your intro you brought up the i i was i heard the idea of like you can just sort of do things and then um you know be forgiven or the idea that if you personally were not following all the rules of Christianity that you felt like you couldn't claim it. So there seems like maybe there is, well, I won't even say that for you, but what it brought up for me was Brene Brown just had a podcast and I think Rachel, you listened to this too, um, on shame. And she made the association that a lot of people actually tie shame to religion, but tie feeling at peace or wholeness to spirituality and I'm just curious from everyone here what your thoughts are on that because I thought it was an interesting association that religion which can be incredibly powerful and beautiful is more associated with shame than the idea of being spiritual from her studies you want to take that Rachel and then I'll, I'll <laughs> well I'll just say that what's coming up for me is that it totally depends on how you're, I would, I would think it depends on how you're approaching religion because religion is spiritual. And I think you can also be spiritual without relig religious organized religion is my take. Um, again, I'm not well studied. Um, but with the organization piece, I would imagine that like when there is doctrine that it's easier to hold someone to that. And then shame becomes involved in that process versus just kind of like the open 
like being spiritual, which I would love to ask Preston what you believe the difference is between the two and if there is one, et cetera. Um, but it seems like kind of that approach to spirituality is a bit more open and explorative than trying to be living up to some ideology. That's kind of what comes up for me in it. But yeah, Preston, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah. Um, I definitely think like, yeah, I think those terms have kind of been used like the whole religion and then like versus spirituality thing has been kind of used a lot right now. Um, Cause yeah, I definitely think religion is something that's kind of looked at as something negative and something is like uh, of the past and uh, kind of more like a set of rule, like a, a rule book. Um, and uh, yeah, like they even talk about like in church, how like, you know, you can have a quote unquote, like religious spirit where like, you know, I was talking about is like that, like self being like self-righteous, like, you know, in, in Christianity, like it's not like yourself that's righteous, but like, you know, Jesus who like would be like, you know, living inside of you. Like that's the only thing that's righteous by yourself. So like you, you are going to make mistakes, you know, um, like nobody is perfect. Um, so yeah, like how can you have an imperfect human being like live up to this rule book that you make? Um, and I think the, the rule book, you know, like we can just call that like religion, like the religion you follow, um, like at least in Christianity, like the reason why that set out is to like show you that you are imperfect because there's no way any human could actually like do all of these things that are eaten here, you know? Um, and so, yeah, uh, that spirituality part you talk about though, like, you know, and at least, you know, my religion is like the relationship side of like, you know, your personal relationship, like with Jesus, um, which is like, you know, the Holy spirit, like living inside of you, like kind of like that little like whisper in your ear is kind of like what has been like called, um, So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, and then also, like, you know, a lot of Christians, like, read their Bible every morning, you know, and say you miss one day out of the week, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, instead of, like, beating yourself about, there is grace about that, but I think the the main thing that's, like, the most important um, is not necessarily, because you can do something, it's kind of like, Rachel, if I was, like, um, you know, you asked me to do something and I did it, but I did it with like some pissy attitude. And like, it was like, honestly, Preston, I like didn't even want Like if you were going to act like that, like I don't even want you to do it, you know, versus like if I do it and I have it with like a good attitude, you know, it's like, oh, like, thank you for helping me out. You know, it's like, you're like, you're looking at like the heart's intent. Right. And like that, you know, example is like very visible, but you know, like, you know, in the Bible talks about like God judges the heart, you know, not necessarily like the actions themselves, but like the intent behind the actions, you know? So if your actions are to like lift yourself up, you know, and just make yourself look great just for your own like selfish ambitions. And like, you know, it's not really that great of a thing um, that you did, but like rather that like, you know, you're bringing glory like to Christ. So I definitely do think that you can get caught up in religion and it can be a negative thing. And there can be like a lot of shame in that too. And people do use that 
for sure, like for their own benefit, you know? Because like, happens, you know. I mean, that happens in the spiritual communities too. Yeah. There's a lot I'm, of shame basing in spirit. You know, that's, yeah, that's definitely like, that can cross over into like pretty much any religion too. Cause like, yeah. a lot of them are like works based. Like, pretty much all of them are works based, you know? Like, in Hinduism, like for you to get to enlightenment, you know, and get through the, you know, awful process of reincarnation, like, you have to do better in every single life. So like, you know, and then like, you know, you get karma, which like, it's kind of weird. It's like almost described as like black spots. Like imagine like a spirit being like white. It's almost like karma is described as like a black, like splotch on you. And like that gets like purified through like every single like reincarnate life. Just kind of, it's a cool way to describe it, though. Yeah. Um, do you? Yeah, do you, like that sucks though because I mean, you think of like a lifetime. Let's just say you live like seventy-five years, <laughs> like, and you have to go through so many of those. I mean, that kind of like that really sucks that like that expectation is put on you to just like be better and better and better as a person. But I guess like you know, why does that suck? Why does that suck to you? I would say just because like the the expectations that are put on you to perform like mm. that's such a high standard lifetime and, after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime exactly. after, keep and going then, <laughs> and then like if you don't then like guess what you're going down you know yeah like it definitely like uh, that would be very hard at least like for myself I, that would seem like not an easy thing to do but if there's anyone you, that has enlightenment props to them <laughs> do you do you think that spirituality can exist outside of religion um yeah uh okay you got to define that question a little bit <laughs> Well, like, okay, so I'll share, this is kind of the path that I'm on of like, so when I was growing up, um, I didn't resonate with the structure. I was Christian Catholic and I, I go, I still go to church with my parents. They are practicing, not super hardcore or anything, but, um, you know, they go to church every Sunday and at the holidays when I'm there, they always invite me and my brother to go and, um, a lot of times I will go because I really appreciate the, actually, since I was in Egypt, actually, last year, that was probably, to see a whole country come together with their prayers over a loudspeaker and to see everybody stop what they're doing was arresting for me. Like, I had never experienced anything in my life be able to bring people together like that. And even those of us who weren't, you know, practicing that religion, we always got quiet during that time. And just kind of like the invitation from our, from our um, tour guides was during those times, you don't have to feel, you know, weird or bad or anything. Just take a quiet moment with yourself and connect with whatever your connection to a higher power or yourself. You know, if you're not religious, just connect to yourself and be present. And, and so 
I didn't realize when I would go to church with them over the last few years and not really feeling connected to the specific, I like the, the doctrine, the rules, but I still really appreciated um, this thing that could bring people together and just that time and that they cared. And so it was like, I was there just for the experience of it. Um, but when I was younger, um, my mom is a recovering alcoholic. And I remember at one point she said to me, I am like going through, cause she, be, she was a Presbyterian, I believe. And now, and then she became a Christian. And so she was going through all the rites. And she said to me, I don't really know if I am necessarily like super religious, but I'm very spiritual. And like, it always stood out to me that I could be spiritual, even if I didn't follow the way, the path of any one specific way. And I think, go, you know, getting sick, but not feeling connected to like a church, but still feeling connected to something bigger than myself. Like I've always felt, um, a connection to something bigger and that there is something alive. There's a life force. There is an energy. There's something that's there beyond, you know, this meat suit that I happen to be occupying right now. And whether like my specific consciousness actually hangs around and I don't think we could even possibly fathom what that experience is like with whatever spark is making this, you know, me, me and you, you. Um, but some part of that, I do believe is part of the collective and goes back to it. And so I am in this place of like, I still feel like I love the idea of, you know, going, going to Egypt. They believe that Jesus was an actual person too, as well as a bunch of other, uh, you know, that there were these figures that were doing incredible things. And I do believe that, that, that there is some reality to that it just doesn't work in the construct for me. So I guess I, I don't, I'm not really answering the question, but I, this is what I am wrestling with of like, I do feel spiritual, but I, I don't really know where I fit in and do I have to fit in? Does it matter? Um, so like a certain like religion, I guess is what you're saying. Like a certain. No, I don't. I I'm asking if spirituality can exist beyond religion. And my, my, my truth says yes. Um, but I have not done as much studying as you have. So, and I'm still wrestling with it. I mean, I'm sure, you know, somebody could like do that. Um, cause here's another thing I'm going to throw at you. Yeah. So when I was doing coaching at the store, there were quite a, I coached everybody and there were definitely several um, guys there who were um, have like church. Um, what do you like? Not groups, but like, I guess like groups. Group yeah, I think so. And they would talk to me about how they're like, man, this is really similar to that, but we don't really understand how you, what you're coaching people to, because when they were like, when I do this, it's like, I have a book that I'm like, okay, go back to like your relationship to this and these things that are here. And, and I was like, and they were like, how can you sit and, and have a conversation with people who are coming from all different books? Like it's all different books. You can't know all the books. And I was like, 
yeah, because I believe that it all can coexist. And I know from like a, on a level, like I understand that like believing that two things that are so contrastingly different could coexist at the same time seems asinine, Mm. but I really do believe that they can. And I don't actually believe that any one of us knows the whole truth. And so we're all connecting with the flavor that speaks to us. But ultimately, it seems like they're all trying to give us something to connect to that's bigger than ourselves, to have a sense of community, to recognize that we're imperfect, and to have a connection to something that might be a little bit more perfect that we can connect to and learn from, whether it's within us or outside of us or outside of us living through us or whatever other iteration. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's kind of gotten me thinking that spirituality maybe is just the ability to connect to that thing that is greater than us, whether it's inside or outside. And then, you know, religion is actually when you have a form, a more of a formula to it. Um, But again, I'm still kind of playing with it because I like the idea that different people can practice different things that speak to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty like loaded conversation <laughs> there. Um, I would say it would be kind of hard the the spirituality part of it because kind of like like I would say like in a relationship like there's like boundaries you have right like whether or not that's like physical whether or not that's like emotional boundaries like first date you're not telling them like hey I'm getting married like we're getting married like this is happening like sorry but that's what's gonna happen you know it's like well like we don't need to be talking about marriage on the first date, you know? Um, like, I definitely think it would be very hard because like, I definitely do believe in boundaries. I think like they are like, there are certain boundaries, like just like we have laws. Like I think they are in place like for a reason. Um, and I definitely think it would be hard to explore your spirituality with like no like boundaries I guess just because like you know for myself at least like you know as much as I talk about like you know I believe in God and I believe in Jesus like I also believe in like you know hell and like I definitely believe in like Satan I definitely think there's like a like you know if you think like I there's always a like something bad to something that's good you know like you can have like something good in like moderation but like a lot of it's not good you know, and so I definitely think at least like for myself, it'd be very hard to like not have kind of like a guiding book for myself, at least just because I just wouldn't know like what, like how to explore that um, as well. At least for me, I'm more like a type A person. I um, like I'm very like analytical in the way I think about things, you know, um, so like for somebody like me, that would be like very hard. Um, so the ambiguity of it. Cause to me, the boundaries are in the essence, not yeah. in a specific form. So you're playing with boundaries in the form. Um, and I don't know if I, I think I'm kind of, I'm still figuring it out for myself. I want, I think I want to believe. And like, I have like a strong sense that like, 
I don't know if our human minds can actually come up with. 100% not. What like, it actually is. And I know that you care. I know that, <laughs> I know that you acknowledge the diversity of the religions that exist and and there's an honoring to like you took a like you became a biblical studies major which meant that there was like a curiosity beyond just the form that you were drawn to and so it is interesting that you can allow those to coexist with while still having a firm boundary on the one that speaks to you hold up wait a minute Do you know who is big on hustle, but even bigger on heart? It's McAllister Training. If you heard Lauren in season three, her and her husband's studio are currently streaming virtual classes and you can join right now, two weeks, unlimited for $35. It's a really great deal, no matter where you are in the world. Check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes so you can access that amazing deal. Now back to the podcast. And that is something that, um, you know, like in exploring like other religions and trying to like find that out and like, you know, yeah, there's like the part of you, like, you know, you grew up with like this, you know, and like people, people could definitely make that argument of like, oh, well, you're just going to always stick with what you grew up with. Um, but there's plenty of people I know that like didn't grow up with that, you know, they grew up like a Buddhist or they grew up like a, you know hindu or like you know uh whatever it is and and then they you know convert to christianity or they just you know become atheists or like in your example like the complete opposite like you went from you know a religion to like an unorganized type you know spirituality and so yeah i i think that's kind of it's kind of difficult to um to argue just because I've seen it happen both ways, but, um, yeah, it's just, that is, I do, I think that, you know, as a human, you ought to have respect for somebody else's religion, even if you don't understand it or lack of just because like, you know, at least for me, and I've said this, like, you know, I don't hold other like, non-christians the same standard as like i would hold like a christian to because like we don't believe in like we don't have a mutual like book that we like both believe in you know uh, like a moral code or like just a like belief code so like i'm not going to put certain things on you that i would on like other people you know but then then like that goes back to like this is the question i kind of have is like what what is moral you know because like that is so because i know like for me i i have things that i think are moral right but then there are so many different cultures societies that would be like the absolute opposite of like what i am because like for me like it's almost like i and i would say majority of religions kind of like at least the like pop like really popular ones are kind of like this like you're almost like denying yourself like satisfaction and things that don't last you know like does that make sense of like like a kind of like an instant gratification type of thing you know like uh you know like 
drugs is a very easy one to you know or like ice cream let's just go with ice cream it's just very friendly but like you know you have that ice cream cone like and you're like oh that was so good in the moment it's like great and awesome well guess what like that snow cone or that ice cream cone one it's either gonna melt or like you're gonna eat it all and like it's gonna happen very fast and then guess what like the satisfaction of the ice cream cone like goes away and so like that is something that you try to like deny yourself just so you're content with like whatever it is that you like believe in which is kind of like it's it's you know it's different you know like it's definitely against like what the world says but then like you know like satanism is the opposite it's do whatever makes you feel good in the moment which like so like we wouldn't agree on the same like moral that's standard. interesting i hadn't heard of satanism described that way and i was like am i <laughs> do you know that yeah, no, that's, like on the surface that is kind of like their thing is like uh, yeah because you know people are like, oh you worship satan you know which like i think they, they don't even believe like, in satan what i don't oh, think I they totally, i believe in Satan. no no they i i heard a satanist speaking once and he said we don't believe in satan and what we believe is that the qualities that satan represents are in us and it's up to us to contemplate to work with not to deny them but to and not to villainize them but to just acknowledge that they do exist within me and so knowing that they do what do i do with this life that includes these qualities that, you know, you could categorize. However, I'd never, and I had never heard of that either. I was like, holy shit, which goes back to your earlier point of like how often, you know, the, you know, the media, uh, you know, and society kind of creates these pictures of what we want things to be for whatever reasons. Um, and, you know, at the surface, like a lot of us are getting it wrong. Like there's a yeah. lot more. And, and see, you know, Satanism is obviously not, I, not obviously, I probably should look into it quite a lot, honestly. <laughs> you know? but like, I just haven't, you know, I just haven't been Well, like, because in our society, it like, hasn't, well, and I mean, I'm, I'm older than all of you, but when I, in the 80s, when I was a kid, um, and kids, what I heard being snatched up and like, I had a leash, like I had a kid's kid leash at, also, I was kind of crazy and I would run away. Um, but like kids were getting snatched up. And so, and then a lot of the stories were like of kids getting into the satanic rituals and like all the things. And so there's been, and then the movies and it's like all this stuff that kind of, for whatever reason, and that's a whole other you know, topic. I'll actually, I'll, like you what? Rebranded itself. Because that's the thing is like certain religions have evolved. Mm-hmm into something different than they once were yeah and and that's very interesting too like you take christianity like christianity has only been existing like you know existence since like you know if you use like auto domini which means like year of the lord which like is the calendar that we all go by like which is also kind of crazy like 30 like 32 you know or actually there's actually like, if you really want to get tangled there's like a period between like bc and 80 because like jesus lived for like you know 32 33 years is what they guess so anyway let's just say year one like that's when christianity was around but then you have like 
uh, Hinduism and, you know, even like Judaism and all that, it's been around like even before then, you know? And, what's, then, like, and what was before that that's been lost? Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, there's probably so many like tribal religions, but it, you know, I will say if you can take anything from religion, it is something very powerful and very unique that out of a lot of different things, um, in the world, like one thing that has always been around has been like religion and like the fact that, you know, like things have come and gone, you know, like, you know, the wire telephone, you know, like, guess what? Like we all use cell phones now. Right. And it's been like, you know, probably 20 years since then. Right. But like, like Hinduism has been around for, you know, shoot, probably like over like 12,000 years. And like, there's something like amazing about that. That something like was so powerful and so meaningful to somebody that like they would pass that on for like years, like thousands of years, you know? And that it would like still remain like somewhat true to its origin too. And so, like, I definitely think if it's it's somebody who doesn't, like, believe in any of that, I think there's definitely significance in, in that, that, like, you know, as far as, like, the human origin, like, religion has kind of, like, always been around because, like, I definitely think something that is given to every single human being is that, like, inner desire to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves and also to know like what happens after this life like it seems like like life is too real for there to be some like nothing after like human like you just die and then that's it like you don't exist you know and that's why like you know hinduism believes like you know nothing ever dies it just kind of gets like recycled you know type that's awful that's an awful way to say it but like yeah it's just a continuation it's just like a cycle you know and I definitely, I would definitely believe in like the, 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 not the cycle necessarily, but that, yeah, like I just find it very hard that just people just die and that's, that's it. They're yeah. gone. You know, there's uh, a Preston. Have you heard of brother David? I, I don't know why I would think that you had, but <laughs> brother, David, no. brother David. Okay. So I'm part of a young adult cancer support group and they did these self-care, like a month of self-care series. And one of them was spirituality. And um, somebody came on and was speaking about this guy, David Steindl Rast. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but I love, so he um, is from Vienna, Austria, and he, was when as a kid he was under the nazi regime and then escaped and you know had a anthropology psychology degree and like all this stuff and then came on to i'm getting you know i'm way oversimplifying but a buddhist christianity a buddhist christian crossover and um i just thought it was so cool like i love things that are allowing like, like I, I'm really excited to keep digging into what he said, what he represents, because it seems like it is permission to allow things to not be so rigid 
and to build your own relationship to something, which is what I'm hearing you say is like, there is an evolution to it, you know, based on maybe where societies are, where, um, whatever. And, and yet there is a consistency there of this quest of like, what is beyond me? What is, and, and, and it's like, as above, so below, you know, what's beyond me and what's inside of me. And that quest is, you know, I think we have created the verbiage of religion around it. Um, I, I do believe spirituality, um, we're kind of saying the same thing, but maybe spirituality just allows, what did you say? Non, I don't know, non-organized spirituality. I kind of liked that. I was like, yeah, that feels that feels open, that feels like I don't have to worry about overly defining it. And I can keep playing with speaking to, you know, spirit, universe, higher power, God, it sometimes I call it God. Um, But I don't have to be so hung up on the words and the form and I can like allow it to unfold and I can allow myself to be open to the different perspectives. And that's just me. You know, that's for me that allows it to be that. Yeah. You know, I would say, I think it'd be cool if you could like look at, and maybe like you'd said, like, you know, you hadn't really explored like other religions or like looked into it as much, but you know, what I'm hearing though is like, there is a desire to like kind of, tap into that even like more so of like maybe even just like you know picking you know like just at least like doing some research because i'm not saying that you need to like and i definitely think like if you like cookie cutter like christians like that kind of sucks like you're still your own person you still have your own story Mm -hmm. you know and um you know there's a lot of christians out there or you know even like within the christian denomination like or not denomination, just within Christianity, there's, like, a ton of different denominations, like, for me, I'd probably be the most, like, rigid, which is, like, non-dom, which, like, we're not affiliated with any kind of, like, convention or anything like that, you know, it's, like, not Baptist, Presbyterian, or Church of Christ, or, like, Mormon, or Catholic, or, you know, you know, Eastern Orthodox, whatever the heck it is, um, but yeah, like even within that, there is like plurality in the sense of like, we don't really all believe in like the same doctrine um, when it comes to certain things, um, which I think I, you know, and I still, even within like my denomination, like I still have different disagreements with people, you know? Yeah. Um, I've, I've always appreciated that about you in like, that's been a thread of consistency in our conversations is always like, I would still you know, challenge you or invite you to, to keep digging, like to see if there is something that, um, that you could play with that was a form. And I really appreciate that because I do think, um, I am really comfortable with the openness and forcing myself into like to sit with the a uh, uh, form without having to feel like I have to be, you know, married to it or anything, but, uh, but allowing myself to really surrender into it a little bit and see what happens is, is pretty cool. I would say I tend to, I mean, even within 
like shamanism is something that I'm, I'm pretty interested in. Um, and even that, I think the invitation to like, okay, if you're interested in it, like dig into it, really learn, really learn about it. Um, is a really, really beautiful one. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I, I definitely think, you know, if you're a Christian too, like, I think if you don't know about all the religions around you as well, like, like, I don't think ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because like, don't you want to know if like what you believe is like truly what you believe? Totally. You know? Like I would definitely want to know what else is out there and like whether or not it's just like something that I grew up with and I'm just blind to, you know? Uh, and then also like digging into your own too. But I will say exploring other religions, at least in my case, has kind of made me have to explore my own even deeper as well because you know it's like oh i don't agree with that but like why don't i agree with that and you like go back and you're like trying to research like what it is that's like different about that or like even um yeah just seeing like the differences and it's like oh they believe that well like what is what is my religion belief you know on certain topics and so i definitely think that is uh quite interesting the one thing though with like um pluralism which is kind of like believing in like the all the different you know that all like it's the idea that all religions lead to the same thing is like they are all so different but like my thing would be like what was what was the purpose and the intent of that religion coming into being? You know, like what are the origins? Yeah. Cause like everything serves a purpose. So like, what was it about this religion that like, what purpose did it serve? Um, I think you're, it's an and. I think what you're saying is an and. Cause I've thought about this too. Like if they're all leading to the same thing, then why don't you just have one? Yeah. Well, because one, we are different. I am different than you. My experiences are different. So I think having specific flavors is important. And to your point, they do address slightly different things, which is also why I think giving yourself the opportunity to explore the different nuances is a beautiful thing because in that exploration, as well as your own, because in that exploration, you are learning more about life humanness you the world and um it seems like an and to me it's it's like yes yes they might all in essence be doing but in form they are they're serving very specific things and both of those things can coexist yeah i mean that is uh and i I mean, I, when it comes to coaching, I, that's kind of the, the approach that I've taken too is like the idea that there is like a universality to the human experience of like, we all experience pain. We all experience change. We all experience, you know, elation, but the way in which I experience or my reason or the story that got me there or how it plays out for me is unique to me and is different from you. And both of those things are worth exploring. The fact that we, there is a universality aspect. There is a bigger essence that we're all a part of. 
And there is a uniqueness that is each one of us. That's a form that like will never be repeated. And yeah. like, that's pretty cool too. And yeah. It, yeah, so it doesn't seem like an either or. Um, and I always loved that idea. It felt more expansive for me. Yeah. I will say, um, so my world religions professor, um, there's some pretty like wild, you know, like I said, like Hinduism is almost just like an ideology. It's not really like a religion. Like just if you said, oh, you're Hindu, like just because there's so many different like denominations, you could say, you know, within Hinduism. But there's like, I think there's one. And these people will go to this like, they'll only like walk on their knees everywhere they go or they like a guy will like to deny himself will basically just like roll around everywhere you know like and won't get on his feet i guess of like out of like humbleness or i i don't really understand it but like a lot of the people in the class were like laughing you know and i'm kind of like i don't know why you're laughing like this dude like really does believe this and um like our professor was like, you know, you, you do laugh, but like one thing you can't do is like deny somebody's uh, like feeling them denying like a conviction that they have. Like you don't have to necessarily agree with it, but like you can't deny that they feel convicted to do something, you know? And so I think that's just like kind of a matter of respect. Like personally, I don't believe in like pluralism or like the like you know, that multiple, you know, religions lead to the same thing. But like, you know what, I'm not going to deny like your conviction for yourself. Like, you know, if that, if that is what you believe, like I will still be your friend and I will still respect you, you know, but like, we don't have to agree, you know? Um, Sort of reminds me of a quote I just saw on emotions too. It's like, you can't deny my, emotional experience like it's still real to me it it sort of sounds like the same thing like it i mean it's real to the individual so you can't tell someone else how to feel you can't tell someone else what to believe in it comes from their own perspective exactly yeah where do you where do you think you where do you think you got that approach because i think it's a very different approach that the idea to like hold honor yours and have your conviction while also respecting the conviction of another person and not just that having the curiosity to learn more i think just kind of at one point having an outsider's perspective quite honestly is kind of what like led me to that because you know i'd met you know people in college with like different religions and like you know high school and like we all stung out we could still all be together and hang out, you know, like, I just don't, you know, and especially like, okay, cool. Like, you know, one of the missions of like, you know, Christians is to like, you know, be able to like, you know, at least my goal in life is like, you know, I like that same love and that same like grace and that same change that happened in my life. Like I would like others to experience as well just because it brought so much freedom to my life and, you know, freedom from just a lot of different things. I just kind of felt like enslaved to and just like, couldn't get out. Like I did. And it just like, you know, I, I can't, you know, thank you enough. And like, I would love people to have that same experience as well. And so like, 
a part of that though is like you know if someone else wanted to become a christian and like they wanted to experience that same freedom like yeah like you know i will tell you all everything i know and then i will point you to other things that like you know will you know inform you even more like i want you to have that same experience if you know you're you know lost out there and wanting to find out like you know something that's bigger than yourself and um yeah but even in that though like i i you know if you believe in like a higher power then like i i think it's that higher power that's putting that conviction in your heart to like actually follow that does that make sense um and so it's kind of hard to just tell somebody to believe something like if they don't have a conviction about it it's like i'm never gonna force it on anybody because i just i don't think it it doesn't work like that you know um yeah because like if if they don't have the conviction to follow that you know then what what's the point you know, you're just sure. like, no one wants to be forced into something they don't want to do or don't believe in, you know? And so why do it? Yeah. So, yeah, just always had a, you know, mutual respect for our religions and like, you know, they have their own convictions and I have mine. And you know what, if we can't get along, like, I think that's kind of dumb. So, yeah. Yeah. When we were talking about having this conversation and Preston, you've brought it up a few times, but my big question, and I've been a little bit silent over here, but like I raised Catholic high school, non-dominational Christian church that I went to with like basically for social hour with my friends and really haven't done much with religion since then. But during, and I've started to experience the, con- or I guess test out the concept of spirituality and what that means to me. Um, but especially during COVID, just like being at home with all that time for myself, I was like, man, I, for like one of the first times in my life, I was like, I can see why people want and like lean into religion because right now with everything happening in the world, it's like, if I don't have a spiritual or religious practice, and maybe those are one of the same, maybe they're not like, what the hell am I doing? Like, if, you know, like, if yeah. the world ends tomorrow, if I die tomorrow, like, wow, oh, shit, like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> and so me sitting in my apartment by myself with also the time, you know, having these thoughts um, and being like one, wishing I spent more time exploring whatever it is that I want to believe in to have that conviction. But then also the the other part of it for me too is like me questioning even prior to COVID, like what is the purpose of religion in 2020? Because I've asked myself that question too. I'm like, why are people religious? I mean, there's obviously why, but like, I'm wondering, I'm like, why do people still experience or cling to religion? And like so many people are leaving maybe what's normal. So anyway, roundabout way, you kept on saying purpose. And I'm curious that you both think like, what is the purpose of religion today? Is it the same as it's always been? Is it different? Has it evolved? Yeah. Uh, one thing my granddad always said, he's been a pastor for probably like double my lifetime, probably like 50 something years or so. And one thing he said is in, you know, he's always been like the hip granddad, you know, he's always wanted to see like what's going on with like the new trends or whatever like that. And like, 
it, I've just always kind of been like, dang, granddad, like you actually like, you know, he sends me like emojis all time and like sends me like, he's the one that got me really into the, him and my mom actually are the one that got me into uh, like gifts and whatnot, you know, or just whatever. Like I just never really did them at all. Anyway, like one thing he said is like, you know, the, the message never changes, but the way that it's presented always does. And so like, I think the, the message will never change, like, but the way that it's practiced, like will. So like example, um, you know, in the early days of like Christianity, like people did not have these nice little Bibles, you know, you couldn't get it on your phone. You couldn't get it, you know, like, it was super expensive in order to like actually have a Bible. So like you would have to go to a church or, you know, a temple, whatever it was like to be able to learn more about God and you have to actually like memorize it. Right. And so like, but then to, you look at Christianity today and like, you know, I can literally like on the road be listening to it. Like, you know, in my car, I can like, you know, pull it up on my phone. Like, so there's like a different way of like practicing it. But I think that it's just the message, I guess, that never really changes at all. Um, you know, and then you look at like worship too. Like people would just like sing like, you know, like Catholic churches, like you sing hymns, right? You know, like I'm not really a fan of the hymns. Like I think they are kind of cool, you know, like if you actually look at the words, you're like, oh, wow. But like a bunch of old people and yourself just singing, you know, it's like, oh, this is kind of boring, not really my thing, you know, like, you know, you let's describe my childhood type of thing, right? <laughs> so then, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, this is boring. So like, but then like, that's what my granddad grew up with, right? Singing hymns and he still loves hymns, but guess what? He also still loves like modern day worship music, which is basically like if, you know, friggin' the Rolling Stones came out with like an album. Like it's like it's all like so loud and like you go in church and people they have earplugs for you just because like it can get so loud, right? And so I definitely think the way it's practiced will just always be changing, but like the message will always stay true to itself. Um but I think religion definitely in 2020 it has a big part to play in you know, even talking with other Christians too, it's like, you know, yeah, like for sure. Like just because you have a religion doesn't mean you have it all figured out. Like, I think the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know. And, uh, at least for myself, that's the way, you know, it has kind of played itself out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I see. And so, yeah, even like talking to other Christians, like, gosh like what like what is going on like what is god thinking right now you know like with all like this has been the craziest year like in a long long time like i'm talking to like people who are you know have grandkids and they're like i have never been in a year like this you know and it's only halfway it's not even halfway it's just over halfway over you know and so, yeah, I definitely think the, a lot of people are kind of looking to religion and being like, dang, like, you know, they're kind of looking at like, what do I believe, you know? And like, you know, I better figure this out, you know, sooner than later. Cause you know, this, it seems like the whole world's about to end with everything going on, which 
you got you got to look at the bigger picture though you know and it does like bad circumstances will make you look at the bigger picture and so i mean i think it's definitely a good time to kind of explore what you really believe in and like you know if you do have something you believe in to like really dig deep because this is not a time to be shallow so in the one sentence what would you say the purpose of religion is for you in 2020 Oh, the purpose of religion for me, I would say unity under hard circumstances. Yeah, I think it's definitely because, you know, even within like the Christian community, you could say, you know, mask on or mask off or, like you know, Trump or Biden or like, you know, like there's so many things we could all disagree on, you know. But I think the one thing that unifies all of us Christians is that, you know, we do believe like, you know, in Jesus and that, you know, he does give us grace and like he did die on the cross to save us for our sins. And like, you know, whatever the plan is, we're going to like trust in God that like, you know, he's going to bring us out of this and, you know, whatever happens, happens. And we'll be grateful for whoever we get as president. And, you know, one thing is in the Bible, you know, respect your leaders. So whoever it is, like, we're going to respect them as our leader. And like, you know, that's it. And we're going to be praying that, you know, whoever it is, like they make the right decisions and, you know, um, yeah. And that hopefully, you know, religions will all just kind of be respected and yeah. Um, did I answer your question? Is that, that yeah. answer? It's beautiful, your, your response. Yeah, Rachel, I'm curious. Unity under hard circumstances, pretty yeah. cool. Pretty <laughs> I know, you were like, hmm. I'm like, Pfft. you just like pulled out and you're like, here's yeah. the witty card. <laughs> well, um, maybe this, yeah. <laughs> Rachel, what about for you? Whether you consider it, real, I mean, I guess if you uh, consider them one and the I same. do not feel qualified to answer this question at all, but. To um, you. I'm saying to you specifically. I, I, I don't. I, the reason I don't feel qualified is because I, I, I'm still wrestling with it. And I don't know if to me, again, the, this, I think the essence of religion is what is spirituality to me and the purpose of spirituality. Um, and I think that can be religion for a lot of people. I'm not denying that whatsoever. And it could be for me at some point in my life as well. Like if I find uh, an organized religion that, you know, encompasses the practices that feel true to me, ultimately, um, it, it feels like it is, it's like a space to fall into when it's a space to explore, um, that allows me to connect with myself and ultimately connect to others, no matter what is going on. Um, when it comes to the purpose of religion in 2020 for society, um, I mean, originally this conversation stemmed around an article that I had read or come across or something from the Harvard Divinity School where they were asking the same question, like, what is the role of religion in the, in the future? Um, now this was before 2020, which I think given the events of things, a lot of people have ha are now, at least in the West, like we watch a lot of stuff through the screen. 
that we don't have to have firsthand experience and to be, and we still haven't firsthand experienced a lot of what we have seen on the screen that a lot of the rest of the world has, has, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know what the right word is, but they have experienced a lot of firsthand um, experiences of life that are difficult that we have not at large. And, and coming face to face with that coming face to face with death, um, being able to lean into, like, it feels like a, a source of stability, like whether it's real or not, it's, it's something to Preston's point that's existed forever. It's like, it puts a form to something so abstract because we literally know like 5% of like a majority of things. We get a majority of things wrong. There's so much we don't know. And to actually like put that stuff that we don't know into a construct and then give ourselves the space to like acknowledge and honor it. um, I think it's very, very powerful when the rug gets pulled out from under you for whatever reason, cancer, trauma, accidents, war, oppression, and you're left with like very little to lean into very little that feels stable at all. Um, that's Mm -hmm. where spirituality and honoring the religion to your point, Preston, like I a hundred percent honor and like respect anyone who's practicing whatever religion really speaks to them. And like, there is, there is a, there's a support there. There's like a net there. There's like something, like something, even though it's not, it's still not like a hundred percent proven or anything. It's like, it's something. And it's something that seems like it will be there when we leave and it'll be there. It was there before we got here. Um, And so I'm not really, finding the succinct words. Um, but originally what I would have said before 2020 is probably the purpose of religion is community and to explore, um, your relationship to yourself and something bigger than yourself. And I still think it's that, but in 2020 specifically, I think that it is, a it is becoming an anchor, a place for people to kind of come to, to, have a sense of security in some capacity that's coming up for me as hope it's like this i don't know i have like a weird relationship with with the word hope (laughs) but (laughs) because it feels like reachy um versus i actually think that spirituality and religion is much closer for people than that like i don't yeah i don't think it's quite so far away um I think it's actually, it is it, like Preston saying that it's in your heart, heart space. Like, um, I think it is very close to home. Um, yeah. I will so, say, yeah. you, it is hard to understand like that there is a higher power out there providing your needs for you in America because like, honestly, like, you could very easily think that you essentially are your own God because we're like, are you kidding me? We have healthcare, like, you know, we've got food on the table, you know, we can go out and like eat like luxurious food. We can go drive around everywhere and go fly everywhere. And like, we are like so spoiled in America. It is like 
it's just unreal, honestly. But if you're that person who, you know, is in the poverty line of, you know, earning under $2 every single day, like you, you can't just believe in yourself because like, you don't even know if you're going to be able to like eat, like maybe not tomorrow, but like in a month, like, and you're praying that like your crops or like whatever it is that like, you're growing or like, however it is you get your food is like actually going to come, you know? So I definitely think it's harder to believe in something bigger than yourself when you could just be very self-reliant on like yourself to provide your every single need. But Preston, I don't know if we talked about if this is with you or with somebody else, but um, what came up for me while you were just talking was faith. I mean, religion is a practice of faith. Yeah. Having faith in something that you can't necessarily prove. And like that practice in being so convicted to like, I'm going to have faith, even though you can't prove it to me. That is, that is that practice in and of itself. Like I've almost, it's almost like faith begets more faith. Like if I can have faith in this, this thing that I can't prove, where else can I have faith within myself, even though I might not be able to prove that I'm whatever, whatever. Um, but maybe there's a little bit of that too. It's like a very strong convicted invitation of like, there is no way that I'm going to be able to prove anything to you, but this is a place where you can practice where you, where we're going to support you in the journey of trying that. Um, and that's, that's actually pretty fucking cool actually yeah i think like, i think like like kind of like we we're saying yeah i i definitely don't think it's something that you just like pick up and you're like yep this is what i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. i definitely think it's something that kind of hits you you know like yeah for sure you probably you know you can't just live in a you know box and not you know look I mean, up you could you could but like, <laughs> get too many places but like yeah like you know i'm sure if you really go digging enough and you really go search out and you really do like pray to that higher power that like you do get, you know, revealed like the truth and like, you know, you do get some conviction. I, I think, you know, you might just be able to find that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't think it's something cause like, you know, to, you know, to your point, like, yeah, like, you could get into apologetics of like proving why God is real. But one thing I saw so on, you know, I, cause I used to intern for this missions organization. And so, um, what there's just, so we were in Romania and our translator, he's like this 45 year old guy. And I'm over there like a junior in college, sophomore in college. I don't know which one it was. Oh, junior jobs, junior in college. And this guy is going on and on and on and on, like just preaching apologetics, which is basically just like proving that God is real to somebody, you know? And I was like, I I was always, I was just embarrassed. I was really embarrassed. I sat there and I was like, I I don't even know what to do. So I, you know, we get done talking to this guy. Obviously he like not having it, you know? (laughs) I was like, you know, I forget his name. Let's just call him John. 
I was like, I was like, John, I was like, man, I was like, you know, how did you become a Christian? Right. And he was like, you know, like I just experienced like God's love in a way I had like never had before. And like, that is what like led me to die to myself and just like, you know, give everything I had to God and like to live for him. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's the exact same thing with me. And I was like, so why did you just try to tell that guy that like God is real and he's wrong? You know? And I was like, it's the same, like that same love that like you felt is what is going to drive this person to want the same thing. I was like, you know, people get told they're wrong enough every single day. I was like, that's not, this is not what is going to like get somebody to experience like the love of Christ. I was like, you, you need to tell your story as to like how exactly you like experience that. And the next person we talked to like ended up being interested and like, we like got them over to like, you know, like lady is super sweet and she started like crying and I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know what's happening right now. And like, and uh, yeah, she ended up, she was the only person that actually came to the church service that we were like asking everyone to come to or whatever, like out of the whole thing. And uh, the guy is like super like, you know, excited or whatever. Cause like, you know, he really feels convicted, like just like myself, like this is real. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see, but then I don't know. I just felt like that was kind of a way that like, God was just telling me like, you're right. Like that's exactly how it's done. Like it's not improving that like I like that I'm real. It's, you know, it, it's through like your experience of like feeling God's love that you're going to be able to like tell somebody else about it. And so it's kind of cool. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I know we're going to wrap, but you know, I want to know what your answer is to that. Cause you've been putting us on the spot the whole time. <laughs> what do you think the purpose of religion is in 2020? I think you kind of nailed it. So I said hope and then you said faith. And I was like, I feel like that's like kind of what I was trying to get at it like because when I was again I'm like going back to when I was in my apartment in COVID and just like thinking and pondering religion and just like I want to believe that this can all work out and that there is a good in the world that can come from this and that's already there and that there is some sort of plan so it's almost for me I feel like it's a level of like calm and comfort that you can get from believing in something greater than yourself or that there is some sort of plan out there that someone knows way more than I could ever know. And it's going to be okay. There's like a, there's a trust in it. So I don't know, faith, trust, comfort, like all those mushed together. That is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a true North question that we could ask about this? How do you live your true North through religion? How do you live your true North? In one word. In one word. <laughs> In one word. <laughs> yeah. Because it's always one word. <laughs> Let's go. Religion. You got this, Preston. No, I've always been told, like, you know, 
this like one word oh, pressed in. Just kidding. I know. <laughs> you wasted them. Stay away from one word. It's like my one of my professors is always like, you know, the problem of evil. He's like, there's no good short answer for it, so make it long. <laughs> it's like there's no good answer for this, um, but. Okay. Okay. Repeat that question one more time. And I promise you, I'll try to. It was like praying you weren't going to say that. I think I said, How do you live? How? The true north from through religion. religion. Through yeah. Religion. Yeah. In one word. Yep. I think we, we kind of already said the word, but I'm going to say faith. Yeah. There? I think faith is more of like, you know, you said hope kind of has like that negative connotation of like, yeah, I hope I, you know, roll sixes. <laughs> like you don't really think you're going to, but like you hope you do. But like, I feel like faith is like a confident hope or like a confident trust that like something it is going to work out, you know? So I definitely think, or that like, you know, yeah, you really do believe it. Like, I feel like that's the difference between, like, hope and faith. But, yeah, so I'm going to say faith. I think I'm going to say trust. Trust? Yeah, since I don't want to also say faith. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm leaving you, Janelle. <laughs> that's one of the best, honestly. Literally both of those words I said two seconds ago. So. <laughs> I know, I know. We totally stole those from you. <laughs> Trust and comforts. I don't know. Comfort. <laughs> I want to say, I mean, another one that came up, if you want trust, the other one that I was going to say was um, like w- unity. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Unity. Boom. There you go. Mic up. <laughs> Peace out. Nailed it. All right. Preston, people want to get a hold of you. Talk about religion in 2020. Where yeah. you up? That email you got like. No, I still? check my email all the time now because <laughs> of COVID. Like I order stupid stuff off of Amazon, you know, just yeah. to have some boy to mess with. So I always check my email. You can email me. Proof at, people can change. Yeah, yeah, people can change because I used to have like five thousand unread messages, and now I have zero, like every day. Uh, but yeah, you can email me at prestonbowers.ltc at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Do you or want you people to stay with Instagram? Oh, I was going to say, do you want people to Instagram yeah, stuff you or not? You can on Instagram. I think it's just a Preston Bowers. Um, we'll put it in, in the show notes. Yeah, you can put it in the show notes. Yeah, please feel free to reach out because I love <laughs> Please feel free to no, reach no, out. No, no, I majored in it, so I love talking about it. You know? He really does. I'm going to just, like, say um, I'm going to acknowledge you right now for being somebody that I always feel like I can share authentically where I'm at and also ask questions, and I never feel like you're going to make me feel stupid. Um, I know you're going to give it to me straight in your perspective. You're going to get curious about my person my perspective you're going to give me the space to find my own answer um and i have really i don't know if i manifested you or what but it's a conversation that i've wanted to have and then i moved to dallas and then press is like hey so truly if people want to talk to you i highly recommend it because it's been such a gift for me i appreciate it definitely a gift for me too i still love 
you know, talking about it. So feels good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us and letting us um, pick your brain in your heart. Yes, thank yeah, you, Austin. Absolutely. Love it. Do it anytime. This has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, check us out on the gram at the True North Collective underscore. And if you liked what you heard, please consider leaving us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Until next time.